Good evening. This is Dr. Simcoe, not on a recording, but live with Nisi. And we're here at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. And we used to talk to kids, but kids aren't calling. So this is a call out to all kids. There's an app. This is an hour you should be taking your parents' phone and saying, Mom and Dad, let me have your phone for an hour. Go learn or go pray. Or go do something. I want your phone so we can listen to J-Root Radio Wednesday night, 8 to 9. I think the parents also have to listen to this because we can learn a lot from the kids. I think so too. But meanwhile, but if the kids and the parents are, are not on the phone, on the apps, or on, on, on the dialing in, then, 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 then we have a problem. So, I say, no, don't everybody go out and get your 8, 9, 10-year-old kids' phones. Don't. Not a good idea. And kids don't steal other people's phones and bother people's phones or hijack other people's phones. But you know what? There's a lot to talk about and there's a lot to say. And we really want to hear from kids. So I would like to say to anybody, even if you know a kid that's not listening to the show, 8 to 9 on Wednesday night, call up and say, what are we talking about? And then we can talk. I miss kids. Kids are the... You know what? HaGadosh Baruch Hu is in his great said, We are the only creatures on earth that start as nothing and grow and develop in slowly one year, two years, three years. Every other creature uh, uh, just automatically gets up, runs, jumps, runs away. Only a human being, only a Tzalem Elohim, only an Adam develops slowly, separates, individuates, develops their own ability to do things, learns how to do things. Because that is a beauty, because we as parents get to enjoy kids as they grow up. And then eventually we have to like let them go. That's also a little hard. But, you know, you know, I have a, a a son that's graduating high school this year, and I'm getting stomachache because I'm thinking, is he going to go learn a bit midrash? He's going to learn a bit midrash, Baruch Hashem. Question is, where is he going to learn? Here, he wants to go maybe to Israel. He wants to go out of town. And I'm saying, like, how am I going to deal with the fact that I don't see him every day? How am I going to deal with the fact that I don't? How am I supposed to deal with the fact that? Thank you. You know something? Some people are just so nice. I just, some people, and it doesn't matter what I'm talking about, but some people are just so nice. Um, the, the fact is that that's the way Hashem created us. So when I talk to kids, I hear the real clear, fresh, just the beautiful, beautiful truth. And I miss it when kids don't call. I mean, parents, I, I, I like parents too. I love kids, but I like parents. Um, I want to talk about how we as parents are sometimes too nervous for kids. And sometimes Parents are so nervous, and it really has a bad effect on kids. So, 
if a kid is listening, then and the kid feels that they know what it's like to have a parent too nervous, I'd like them to talk about it. And what I want to talk about is that generally a kid who has a nervous parent will get angry. And so I want to talk to a kid how to how to control the nisayon, the test of being angry, because you're really not allowed to show anger to your parents. And for the parents, I want to explain to them how being nervous or overly nervous with kids really, really, really hurts them. And something that really affects them. And the first reason I want to say is because kids need to learn from mistakes. We as parents need to control the mistakes to make sure that they're not terrible mistakes. But kids learn in the process. And if we're nervous and we control them too much, then we take away their ability to learn. And then they themselves become nervous. And there's a lot to be nervous about in this world. Trust me, with all the crazy things that are going on. So, am I saying that a person shouldn't be nervous? A person should not be worried about anything? So the answer is, If we lived in a world where we were totally subject to what happens naturally, the Jewish people wouldn't be alive. We, as a nation, wouldn't be existing. Israel would not exist, God forbid. The Jews would not be, no one would be able to do anything. People would be dropping like flies. If a person doesn't get diseased, doesn't get sick, doesn't get hurt, because Hashem watches that person all the time. If we believe that, then we believe that. That doesn't mean we should go play in traffic on Fifth Avenue. But that means that a kid does normal things, crossing the street. Okay, look both ways, learn how to do it. I know a 12-year-old kid, his mother says you can't cross the street. 12 years old, dachilak. When I was 11, my parents sent me to Israel for two months, alone, to stay by my sister. I flew a flight. Do you think he doesn't know to do of course he does. He does, but in eyes of her mom, his mom, that's what... Uh, but that's the whole point. But you know something? When the kid finally does get to cross the street, it's either he's scared or he's going to run because he's going to break free, and that's a problem. That's a problem. The, 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 a parent who loves their child, doesn't love them anymore if they're a nervous wreck. That's not a way of loving your child. That's not a way. A way of loving your child is knowing what your child needs and giving them what they need. And you know something? That's in good and in bad. The same thing. A parent says, how could I say no to my kid? I don't understand the question. If a parent feels that they always have to say yes to their kid, that's a big problem. If a parent feels that they're going to say no to their child and their child's going to walk away, then what kind of relationship do they have? It must not be a strong relationship. I've had so many kids that say, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave my parents. And my parents, I need to get along with my parents. I need to learn how to live with my parents. That's a relationship. And if a kid is ready to walk out, then the relationship isn't strong enough to hold them. 
So we need to tell our children every day, not by worrying about them, not by buying them things, not by telling them they could do things, but by telling them, I love you and I want to protect you and I want to take care of you. And the most important thing is by not being mean, not being angry, not showing anger, not showing them that you're so angry that, that you're mean. If a parent wants to punish a child, they should feel bad. And let the child know, I feel bad. I feel terrible that you're being punished. Hashem does that with us. Hashem is, 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 is in Avelut because we don't have the Beit HaMikdash. He's in Galut with us. Why does Hashem have to be in Galut with us? Because He feels our pain. So that is such an important thing. That is such an important thing that we have to think about. The number to call in tonight is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. If you want to text, you can text at 347-927-8398. It really works. And we actually, I'm looking at a screen as we speak. And if you text, I can see exactly what you're texting. And maybe I'll talk about what you're texting. Um, if you want to listen live, it's 712-432-4217. 712-432-4217. This is www.jrootradio.com. And this is this needs to become JRoot Radio Live. And I just don't understand. I don't understand why people aren't running and jumping to put us back on air. You know what? I think it's the Satan. I think the Satan is so afraid of what we could accomplish and therefore he's standing in the way. But guess what? We're JRoot Live. We are alive. We're going to stay alive. And that's it. That's it. Now, we have to talk about, so what, what happens when kids get nervous? Classrooms also. You know what? Classrooms also, teachers need to like not get so nervous. So let's see. We have a caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Oh, my gosh. It's a kid. Hi, kid. How are you? Hi, wait. I was listening, but I don't know what you're talking about. Talking about how parents are sometimes too nervous and how that makes kids feel. So do, do you ever have, do you, are your parents chilled out or nervous? Um, they're not, they're, like, they're more to the chill side, but, like, if, like, they don't know where somebody is, they, like, my mother got nervous and my father, like, calms her down. Okay. So that, that, so they have a good, they have a good mix. I think mothers get a little bit more nervous than fathers, right? Right. And also, the whole time I was sitting by the radio waiting for, like, every time it's 8 o'clock, Eight o'clock comes and I, I wait by the radio, and I always wait for you to do the number because like somebody raised your the number, and I was waiting. Oh my! So now write it down, Tyler. Because seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. How old yeah, are you? I did. How old are you? Nine. Nine years Almost old. Almost ten. Almost ten. Okay, you sound older. So what do you do? So so, first of all, what's what does do you have anything that you do that makes your parents nervous? Mm, not necessarily. 
Okay. But like, it's like, it's for like laughing like a certain way, like for like a joke. My 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 mother gets like a little nervous. Okay. That a little nervous is normal because guess what? God willing, when you grow up, you're going to have kids. You're going to see. You're going to be nervous because it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. But okay. um, what grade are you in? Fourth. Fourth grade. Okay. So you're learning Mishnayis? No. No? No, because my school doesn't teach girls Mishnayis. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> that, okay, I'm sorry. All right, what school do you go to? Basak of Bensonhurst. Okay, it's a good school. I know the school. No, they don't teach girls the shines. That's true. Anyways, it, 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 I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so you're learning a lot of Chumash, though? Yeah. Okay, is your teacher nervous? What? Is your teacher nervous? No. No, okay. See, you get a lot more done. If you approach it from a chilled way, right? Yeah, when I, but I want to ask you, like, it's not this week's topic, but I want to ask you something. Good, please. Like, a lot of kids in my class make, like, trouble, like, to, like you know what I mean, for my English teacher. Right. And she gets very upset. And, like, once, like, my, my Hebrew teacher, everybody loves her, and I'm using this Wilson, and, and she was spritching water on the board to wipe away all the people. Right. And then afterwards, um, my teacher says it's people to slip, so my janitor uh, mopped it, and then people spilled water on the floor. That way, they sh she should slip. Aye. And I didn't want to know, like I didn't know what to do. And like, and they think I'm like, because uh, like last year I was a troublemaker, but they think I'm a troublemaker, and like, and like they like tell me to do stuff, and I don't know what to do. Aye. That's a, you know what? This is such an unbelievable point, and I like this point much better than the nervous point. So I'm going to ditch the nervous point, and I'm going to talk about this, because this is a real problem. And I want to repeat what you said, because I want anybody that's listening to hear it, that you're not a troublemaker. Maybe you did do trouble last year, but right now, people are telling you to get involved, and you don't know how to say no. And you're feeling bad about the fact that... that that they're doing these things, and you don't want to be like the goody two-shoes and say, oh, come on, everybody, stop, because then they're just going to like be upset at you, right? Right. Okay. So this is a great question, and I have a really good solution. If you, do you, you know all the girls in your class, right? Yeah. So there are some girls who probably feel exactly like you feel and probably have exactly the same problem that you have. Yeah, but like some girls are like, like they're like, like I have a few kids in my class that like they're class queen like all together like like two sets of best friends and like and I tell people to like like they like they say like I think it's cool to wear a short skirt so they like roll up their skirt and like but see but if you if you talk to your good friends quietly and privately and say you know what if we join together and we just do what we're supposed to do and you'll create then you'll see most girls are really good girls and they'll join with you. They're afraid to make like a major statement because they don't want to get in trouble with these bad girls. Not bad girls. Nobody's bad. But these girls that are having some difficulty. So you privately make like some connections. I call it make private alliances with the good girls and say, you know what? Listen, when everybody's doing this, we're not going to stand up and say, stop, stop, and like a snitch or something like that. But we're going to say, we're just going to sit there. We're not going to do it. We're not going to participate. And if you have three girls that don't participate, then a fourth girl will look at you and say, hey, you know what? 
I'm also not going to participate because I'm not going to be the only one that's not doing it. And you'll see, the group is going to grow. And you're going to get more than a few girls that are just going to stop being involved. Because I have to think that most girls are not bad behaved. And most girls don't want to do bad. Okay. All right, try it and call me back. Tell me how it goes. Okay, my sister wants to talk. Okay, put her on. Hello. Hi, how are you? How old are you? 11, I'm turning 12. Okay, what do you think about her, your sister's question and what do you think about my answer? Um, well, I think the same thing because, like, girls shouldn't really be able to, like, to, like, be the class queen and lead everybody into trouble. That's right. They really shouldn't be. But the way to do it is if everybody just stops listening... And you, uh, you it, see, if one person sees another person not listen, and then if one person sees two people not listen, and then a person sees three people not listen, then that person will say, you know what? I don't have to listen either. And, right. and You know what um, I mean? Yeah. Um, today's topic is um, about mothers, like, overprotectiveness. Nervous. Yeah, but I, I changed the topic because your sister brought up a much better topic. Queen bees is, like, a really, really good topic to talk about. Because queen bees in class really, really get me nervous. Yeah, but I also wanted to say something about the old topic. Okay, go ahead. I I wanted to say that when when mothers, mothers shouldn't be really so nervous about, like, some people, Mothers are very scared to let their children have sleepovers. Right. Like, they're scared maybe they're going to have nightmares or whatever. But if the child says, no, I think I'm ready, then I think they should let, because I have a friend like that. Her mother doesn't let her sleep over. She's in sixth grade. Oh, my. Well, I, I have a thing about sleepovers. I have to know what's going to, I need to have a little control. I need to know where they're going and what kind of house it is. And if it's like, I don't. I, I like to have some control over it, but generally, you know, if I ask a few questions and I get the answers that I want, then I, then I'm not so against sleepovers. I don't have boys. Not I don't think boys have sleepovers. Girls are like the sleepover thing, right? Because right, it's fun and like you got to stay up early late and whatever. I have fun and party with your friends. I know. I and know. I have like your mother over you and tell you, no, you have to come home at this and this time. I know. And sometimes it's embarrassing. So, but, but, you know, parents, we're not, we're not always so perfect. Anyways, it's a very good point. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm sorry. You waited a long time. Thank you. Yeah, it was only like three minutes. Oh, man, I love your attitude. That's a good attitude. How are you doing? What's on your mind? It's not the topic, but could I ask you a question? Please. I don't like my topic. I want to hear what's on your mind. There's a kid in my class that bothers me. Like I, so, like, I asked him to stop. He's the kid that sits in front of me, so I, so like, I, sometimes I put, like, I rest my feet on the back of his desk, so I told him that if I stop doing that, he'll stop bothering me. I stopped doing that, and and he's still bothering me. I told my rabbi, but he didn't really do anything about it. How does he bother you? What does he do? Like he calls me names. Aye. Yeah. So, like, so let me ask like, you a question. How old are you? Ten. Ten. 
So when you're 10 years old and someone calls you names, it's really upsetting because it just, it just, it just ruins your day. But I have some information for you that you need to know that he's got a problem if he calls you names. Anybody, any kid 10 years old that's still calling names, I don't know, check his birth certificate. He may not be really 10 years old because that's like more like seven-year-old or six-year-old behavior. And I would feel bad for him. And I would say, you know, like, if you want to be upset at me and you want to, like, tell me or, like, bother me and say, stop putting your feet on my chair, I get that. But calling me names, like, hello? Like, we graduated pre-1A already, okay? I mean, like, what does he call you? He makes fun of your last name or he calls you, like, like a thing? Like, he calls me the biggest chutzpinyak in history. Oh, my gosh, definitely. You know, it's not even a realistic statement. Because we all know who the biggest chutzpinyak in history is. But whatever. He may he changed history. You're certainly not. See, if you want to call you a chutzpinyak, then you can walk away and say maybe he's right. But the biggest chutzpinyak, like, that's, a, that's like saying, you're such a doorknob. <laughs> like, so what? Like, you, you, I, I think that you need, first of all, by the way you're talking, you're clearly a mature kid. And you're clearly a kid that knows how to understand things. So let's just say this problem is really his problem and you're just a victim of his problem. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if someone doesn't take showers ever and he smells really, really bad and you're sitting next to that person, who's got the problem? Him. Right. You do also because you're sitting next to someone who smells, but you could just get up and walk away. He has to sit with himself and smell. And he has to worry about why he's not taking showers. It's a much bigger problem. So you're a victim because he's calling you names, but I think he's got a bigger problem because he's calling you names. You, you hear my story? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So I think that, you know what, if you could just, a lot of times if you just, I'm not saying ignore it, he's going to stop. Maybe he won't. But someone doesn't, some people don't realize when you ignore something, then you just stop hearing it. Like, I used to have a friend that used to live right near the F train. And if I went to dinner by him. Every, like, 20 minutes, a train would go by. And I'd say, my gosh, how do you deal with that noise? And his wife said, what noise? Because they just don't hear it anymore. All right? Okay. Okay, thanks for calling. Great question and great discussion. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, Anyways, that's a great that is a great topic. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Um, um I want to say that my I have a teacher, my a Hebrew teacher and and there's girls in my class like who just are against her. Oi. And they just they're just thinking of like things to do against her. And you don't want to like be a, have a plant and should they want to put alcohol inside? Oi. That's a that's a very very disturbing story, and you can't. And first of all, don't stand up to them. How old are you? Nine. Nine. Don't stand up to them and don't 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 confront them because if they're if they're like that and they want to do bad things like that, then you don't want to become their victim. 
But I think that you, I'm going to give you the same advice that I gave the girl to call before. Do you have like two or three friends in your class that you know don't approve of this? Um, yeah. Okay. So you get really tight with them. Become really close friends with them and you make yourselves your own little group and your group will grow because good is always, always wins over. And most people want to do the right thing. And if you, and, and you know what? And this way also, if God forbid something happens in the class, the teacher will know that your group. Like the teacher just like screams at people and then like starts staring at them and they like stare back and make funny faces at her. Well, <laughs> then maybe the teacher doesn't know how to handle the class. But you know what? Still, even if a teacher's not a good teacher, it's no excuse for a kid to do something damaging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My brother wants to talk one minute. Okay. Hello? Hi there. How are you? Hi. How old are you, brother? How old are you, brother? Eight. Eight years old. Okay. What's up? There's a kid in my class that she he hates a teacher since kindergarten. And he had the same teacher since kindergarten. No, he he didn't like every teacher that he had that he had. Oh, he never likes teachers. Oh, okay. Right. So he 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 always he he always doesn't doesn't listen, and he's like telling people not to listen to to the Mora. Is it? Are people listening to him? A lot. Some kids are actually listen to. Listen oh, exactly. So first of all, he may have a teacher allergy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's a joke. No, he may, he may, you know what? Some kids just have this problem that they don't like authority. You know what authority is? No. They don't like people who are in charge of them. Some kids just don't like when people tell them what to do. But the truth is, even me, an adult, sometimes has to be told what to do. That's part of life. And learning that is a very important part of life. So... Any kid that listens to him, I feel bad for that kid because that means that they're not strong. But you sound like a very strong kid. So I just wouldn't listen to him. And if he says something to do something, I would just do my own thing. And just, you know, just I wouldn't tell him, like, you're a nut job or something. I'd just say, you know, no, I don't want to do that. And I would say to, like, the good kids in class, like, why are we doing this? Why are we listening? Why don't we do the right thing? That was Mila Hashem Eli. That was, you know, you know those words, Mila Hashem Eli? Yeah. Who said that? Shevet Levi. Right. They said, come on, Rabbi Sai, let's go. And we don't even realize that, that the whole Klaiso weren't killed by the ego, just a, a group of people that didn't answer the Mila Hashem Eli. And so what happened? Why didn't anybody yell Mila Hashem Eli before that? Because Shevet Levi was learning Torah. They were learning Torah the whole time in Mitzrayim. They were, that's all they did was learn Torah. And so they saw things clearly. They saw it through and they said, this is bad. We're not doing this. And they had to wake up the rest of the people. And so you say, like, hey guys, you could say to your friends, hey guys, we're not doing this. We don't want to be involved. The good part is that the whole class is my friend. Ah. Uh, that's the best part. And I can tell why, because you sound like a really nice kid. So, if, if they, and you know what? And if you have that, then, then things will be okay. And I feel bad for this kid. 
who doesn't like teachers because guess what he's gonna be in school for a long time <laughs> okay okay great great question great discussion thanks what's your first name yosef yosef that's a great name that's a great name okay thank you yosef bye bye-bye hi you're on the air hello hi Thank you for taking my call. Thank um, you for I calling. Say, I want to say something of, like, the person that just said, like, what you said about, like, three people, if you get three or more people in a group. Yes. It doesn't always work, because even, like, there could be, like, this one bully, let's say, even if, let's say, it's a class of 20, for example, right? Right. And let's say 15 out of the 20 kids are against those five kids. But right. those five kids have in in their mind set to be a bully, like however much people tell them or however much the school will tell them, they just won't stop. You're so Not smart. Always. You know what? You're so smart. And I, I, I'm so happy that you called because I wouldn't have remembered to make this point. And I appreciate so much your point. And I'm just going to restate it so anybody that didn't hear you will be able to know what you said. And what this person said was, what's your name? Um, I don't want to say. Okay, so just make up a boy or a girl's name. <laughs> How old are you? Twelve. Twelve, okay. You sound like you sound like a teenager, so I actually thought you were older. But anyways, what, what, what you said was that that's not going to solve the problem. Just because even if the whole class is against these kids that are doing bad or they're bullying, if they want to bully, they're going to bully. And even if you join together a group, that's not going to eliminate them from doing what they want to do. And I agree with you 100%. First of all, I don't know the answers to everything. I just know like suggestions and, and things that I say are not like 100% ironclad rules that work all the time. I just have suggestions that might work. So just because I say something, that means try it. It may not, it may not, it's, it's, not, not, it's not foolproof. But what I want to say is that when there's an element or there's a group of kids in a class that acts a certain way, even if there are two things that happen, to eliminate their behavior, that's their problem, that's the school's problem, but how it affects the rest of the class and how it affects everybody else, that's everybody else's problem. By joining together a group and making a group, at least we're solving our problem of having to deal with them being in the class. As long as we don't feel that we have to be a part of them, or they're like the queen bee, if you will, like they're in charge and they're getting all the attention, so then it's okay if we could sit there and quietly like, laugh to ourselves and say, oh, we don't have to feel so bad if we're not doing what they're doing. That's what I mean when I say get a group together because the person was saying, I feel like I have to be involved with them because they're doing something bad. I'm saying you don't have to be involved with it. Get yourself a group of friends that do, that do things that are, or just don't. So you don't have to be sitting alone feeling like I'm the nerd. Yeah, but what are they going to say? But if they just, like, don't, nothing happens. Like, if you tell a principal or a teacher and nothing happens, and the people who, like, are against it are, like, just sitting on the side because they don't want to say anything to them, like, only to the principal because they don't think it will help, right. they'll, they'll just continue to do what they're doing, like, even if the whole class is against them. But, right. I feel so bad for them because they're going to wake up one day in life and they're going to realize that they're really not, not doing good things. 
but at least you're not suffering and you need, at least you're not like feeling that you have to be victimized by them. They have a problem. It is a big problem. It's something that they need to solve for themselves. You have a different problem that you're with them and you're suffering because of them. So I'm trying to say, I don't, I don't think that you should have to suffer because of them. And okay, thank you. Okay, thanks for calling. Okay. This is a great, great conversation. And that's what... In, in life, in your life, in everybody's life, there are people that do bad things. And there are people that do things that bother you. And if you're going to let it affect everything that you do, and let it affect what you do, then a person will be miserable. or That's how a person sometimes falls when they're tested. But if a person does the right thing, and that's all. I'm going to do the right thing. And I'm going to be, it says, oil rasha, oil it says a person has to worry about their, who they hang out with, who their neighbor is. And there's an unbelievable Mishnah that says, It says from a Shachen Ra, it says, Stay far away. From a Rasha, it says, don't become connected to. So which one sounds like a more severe thing? Harchek means stay far away. Move to a different neighborhood. Get out of the... Don't look at the person. Altid Chaber means don't connect yourself to. You can, you can look at them, you can speak to them, but don't connect yourself to. And the very Israel says, Arashah is talking about Ben Adam Lamakom. And... He says, That's mitzvah ben adam makom. Don't become best friends. Don't connect yourself with. But the truth is, if I see someone, God forbid, be mechal Shabbat, I may not connect with them, but it's going to affect my Shmirat Shabbat, but I'm not going to all of a sudden get into a car if I see someone getting into a car. But a, but a shachen ra, a person who has bad midos, a person who has bad character traits, it's harhek. Seeing it affects you. Being a part of it, witnessing it, letting it happen affects you. So if you have your own group and you do your own thing, then you don't have to pay attention to it. Then you don't even have to be dealing with it. You don't have to address it. And that's so important because once you get into it, then it's just, it just gets messy. When people are not nice, it's just messy. And it's something, there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for it. That Moshe Rabbeinu ran to save a little sheep. I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu was like, kind of like an important guy. A little sheep. All of the leaders of Klai Yisrael were Ro'et Son. Because to be a Ro'et Son, you have to have a lot of compassion. There used to be this... Uh, this Arab shepherd that used to bring his flock by my yeshiva when I was in Israel. And there was this one guy who used to know how to imitate a sheep very well. And he used to go up the second floor of the yeshiva and he used to pretend like he was a sheep. And this Arab guy used to run around looking like crazy for his lost sheep. And he used to go, he used to look, look, look. And I said, and, and now I'm thinking back and saying, this is ridiculous. So one little sheep, he left. He has like 
200. He's going to like leave one sheep to spend so much time looking for the sheep because that's his responsibility because he's worried if there's a sheep lost, he's going to find his sheep. And my friend was up there making this noise. He sounded really much. He really sounded like, like he's trying to get crazy, but then he stopped. But the fact is that's even the most, the most, the biggest, biggest compassion, Rahmanu. If you look at the Psukim by Yosef HaTzadik, it says that by the by the the Sarah Mashkim and Sarofim, it says Yosef asked them, "What's wrong?" I promise you, Sukim say that. It says Yosef walked over to them and said, "What's wrong?" And then they told him the dreams. Now we're talking about Yosef at Zadik. He's in jail. He's in jail. I mean, he's there with convicts. And he's one of the Shiftei Hashem. He's one of the Shiftei Israel. And he walks over to a guy, a lowlife, whatever it may be, and says, hey, what's up? You look sad. Yes. That's what he did. That's why he was Yosef at Sadiq. Because he cared. Because he noticed. Because it bothered him. And because something bad, something no good. So he fixed it by being good, by being nice. If a person sees kids, that are having trouble or are being not nice, I'm not telling you not to be nice to them. Be nice to them. But don't do, don't be like them. Not telling you not to talk to them, make fun of them, put them down. No, be nice to them. But don't do what they're doing. Maybe if you're nice to them, maybe they'll see that they don't have to be so mean. Maybe they'll see that they don't have to do bad things. But people hurt people many different ways. There are many people that, that are very, really, really good and by being good, they make people feel bad. It's also a problem. You have to be like Noah was, 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 just, was just even. Was even. It says you have, you, have, you have to be you have to be very, very kind to Hashem's creations. Number 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And that is our call-in number. Uh, finally, finally, uh, finally, Nisim is talking. You know, that, <laughs> you know we, we're really missing the, the kids, you know? Yep, but we got them back. We're getting back. And uh, still, oh, on the line is... Uh, oh. Okay, let me just... Uh, ask. Okay, we have... I love it. Kids, you got to call. 718-683-5858. You got to call. Because we, we want to talk to kids. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? I am Baruch Hashem. Really good. How are you? Good, Baruch Hashem. I want to thank you. I'm enjoying your class tonight. Thank you. Um, I have a question for you. My son, Yaakov. <laughs> And his friends, they consistently fight with each other. It's going around already two years already. And they were separated in the beginning of the year, and then they were put into class together. How, how old are they? They are uh, nine years old. Okay, and what are they fighting about? They, they, they just don't get along. They just don't get along. It just, it's either the ball in class or it's anything, in, any, anything you can imagine. So I'll tell you what I tell a kid that I know that has a very similar test. 
And this is a message that you could tell him that will hopefully help him in life. You could tell him that this is a Nisayon from Hashem, and this is a test, and if he could figure out ways of how to stand up to this test and how to not fight, then Hashem is going to give him so much in his life. And if we could teach our kids that concept of, of facing a challenge, then you'll be giving your kid an invaluable gift. Because technology and life today does not give kids challenges. And we're so used to eliminating things and removing things and this and that. And that's not the way we grow. You tell him, you know what? I, I understand that. If I, so we have to work on this. We have to work on this midah fighting. And we have to try and control it. And if you do, Hashem is going to give you so much, so much, so much love and so much reward. And if we talk that way to our kids, we give them the power to know that they could change themselves and they could change their world. Okay, thank you so much, Rabbi. Okay, my pleasure. Okay. Thank you for calling. Okay, great no great okay. question. No I just want to expound on what this person brought up. If we could teach our children, we have to teach our children from day one about Hashem. We have to teach our children. You know, it's so funny. Cause I, have, I have Baruch Hashem, one of my kids. The, the rabbi was giving me a class about talking to Hashem. And my kid said to me, Dad, doesn't everybody talk to Hashem? And he does that because I talk to Hashem all the time. And if we teach our kids that we talk to Hashem, and we have conversations with Hashem in our head and in our heart, in our tefillot, then they feel and they live with Hashem. Then Hashem is there with them. And, that, 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 and, and so it's a challenge. Yes, it's hard. But it's a challenge. It's a challenge. We teach our kids, you know what? Yes, if you're not good at math, so we're going to figure out how to make it happen. We're going to figure out how to be good at math. You may not be the best, but to say, oh, you're not good at math. Okay, so you're just going to take two English? Or so you're just not going to do math and get your bigger calculator? That's what they do nowadays. Just get technology. to, to So now I, don't ha now I don't even have to be connected to anything. I can answer a phone call on a plane. And what do you think of next? What do you think of next? You know, to call to Kadosh Baruch Hu. You know what? That's uh, right. that's, um, this is one thing that I really, really think that uh, what we are missing on this, uh, I don't know, generation, or that uh, to feel the Kadosh Baruch Hu, to, un to understand that He is here and every place, and it's not only a wording, something that is that always, always here, always. And I see it that uh, we are, I don't know, at, very disturbing that many times we found that our kids don't understand, don't help it. You know, and and I, 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 we try, I try to teach, you know, when talking about shuls, I'm asking, in my, in, our, in my shul, I speak with, I spoke with the kids over there, teenage, uh, teenagers, you know, and I ask them, listen, what are you doing? And I, I saw them playing with this, with this, with this phone and during the tefillah and stuff. I said, what do you think you're doing? You're cheating yourself. You're cheating yourself. In a certain way, what you're supposed to be at five minutes with somebody that uh, uh, that someone has, has the power to change your life. 
and what you're doing, you blow it out. But you know what? You know what? So I, I, I say to them differently. I say, you know what? I say the same thing, but I say to my to the kids I deal with, I say, when I was 17 or 16, I did the same thing. And if I could turn back the clocks, it's like I had a winning lottery ticket, and I threw it away. It's oh, what is this garbage? Threw it away. It's like, you have an opportunity, but you know something? It's so funny because I was once, I, I, I once had the, one of my teachers was getting ready, getting married in Chabad. And I see one of my students, seventh grader, running around with a dollar bill. He says, is there a soda machine around here? So I said, wait, <laughs> stop. I said, I said, Ronnie, where'd you get the dollar? He goes, I don't know, some old man gave it to me. <laughs> I said, no, wrong, not old man. I said, Tell, take that dollar, fold it up, put it somewhere safe, and in 10 years, you're going to thank me. Nisi, I'm telling you, I met the boy, not 10 years later, 15 years later. He pulled the dollar bill out of his wallet. He told me, I'm thanking you. He said, you know why? He said, I was a stupid kid. To me, it was just a dollar. Because thank God somebody stopped me. Because imagine if he would have spent it on a soda and how you would feel 15 years later. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that's, that's what I know. I'm giving all the time examples. And, and many times, which I, I myself trying to help uh, the kids. Out of, I, I said, you know, you're shooting yourself in the leg. Maybe this is a term that uh, teenagers can understand, but younger younger one cannot understand it. And but you know what, Hashem, the, 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 Hashem, Hashem love everyone. The Hashem fact is, is that what they need to know, what kids need to know is, Hashem is available when they're ready to talk, when they want to talk, Hashem is there. Hashem gives us three, three appointments a day. Yeah. Three appointments a day. Sometimes a person is going to be stupid, he's going to miss it. Sometimes a person is going to be irresponsible. But guess what? We don't lose appointments. If we had an appointment to Walmart or we had an appointment to like some college, you miss your appointment, you don't get a second shot. We can be late to Shahari, wake up late. God forbid, maybe not put on tefillin. Milcha, Hashem's, okay, you have another appointment. And that's what they need to know. And Hashem loves them. But Hashem doesn't give onish Till 20. Why? Because Hashem knows. Till 20, kids are stupid. <laughs> he knows. He created the brain. He created the heart. He knows till 20. And you know what? The, it, it, what's amazing is, the Gemara says, the Tana says, if a person is not married by 18, he should be married by 18, but not bar onjin till 20. Mm-hmm. Old enough to get married, but not old enough to get punishment? So the answer is, to understand that Shem is even harder than understanding a relationship. Okay. It's very, okay, so very we're, hard. We have a call out on. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Me? Yes, you. Yes. There was a girl who was 13 or 12. She right. called it about a problem. Yes. And I can relate. I'm, I know her. And I'm in her class. And oh, wow. that doesn't, not mean to be mean. She just thinks that she's being mean that she'll have friends because she thinks that no one likes her, so she be mean. Somehow she thinks that she's going to get friends out of that. All right, never. So I don't know how to solve that because someone who, 
feels that way, it, it, I feel I just feel really bad for them. Because you know what? When it, it, if there's any way of just getting them to to realize that that's not the case, and you know what? And maybe just tell her in a, a quiet moment, you know what? Hey, you don't have to be that way. So she's, I was told her, you don't have to be mean to get friends. Now, she always tells the principal, I'm not bragging or anything, but I guess I'm the popular one. She always tells the principal that me, um, that I don't talk to her or anything. Now, I try to talk to her, but then when you talk to someone, then it comes out to a fight all the time you don't want to. Now, she has this other friend that she talks to, her, and she bosses her. But really, she's not a bad person. She just copies because she thinks that that way she's, she's going to get friends. So she doesn't mean, be mean to be mean. She just be mean because she thinks that that way someone will correct her and then be, be her friend. What? I guess. I don't know. You know what? It sounds complicated, and I would, I would probably suggest that you would maybe, like, ask her if you can go to the principal together and see if you can resolve it. And maybe you're just mistakenly taking care of the caller. Maybe you are a vidan. Maybe this is the caller. It's not the same caller that you're thinking. That's true. That maybe, I but, think I, I'm assuming that may, I'm, I'm assuming you know that's what? not the caller. Yeah, it could be it's not the caller. But but even if even if, if she has a problem, this girl has a problem, that someone is, is, is setting you up to be mean, right? So, you know what? But no one thinks that other girl's setting her up because she doesn't seem like a girl to set her up. She seems like a nice person. But I, I, last year I knew this girl, and she wasn't like that. It's just like the other girl, the one who's like teaching her to do this, she seems like such an innocent girl, so no one expects it. So I wonder why she's doing that, though. And the other girl, she listens to her because she's her friend. But why, she, but why, why do you think the girl's doing that? She, I don't know. Think about how she's feeling. She must be. She must have a feeling that's generating her to do that. I don't know. Today, my friend wasn't there, so I was talking to. But to but yeah. You know, but wait, stop. I'm sorry, but that's that. But that's something you need to know, because that yeah. that's something that when someone does something, we have to think about why are they doing that. Can I tell you a two second story? When I was working in the school, there was somebody that was stealing money. And the person was stealing money from the teacher's room. I told the story many times. I can tell it again. And we put some uh, guy on money to see if we can catch the person. And they caught the person. It was a, a person that worked in the yeshiva. And they were stealing money. And this guy was stealing money. And my boss called this guy into his office. And he was in there with the guy for an hour. I was sure that the guy was going to come out fired. And when he came out, he was crying. I asked my boss, so did you fire him? You know what my boss told me? I gave him a raise. Because I found out he was stealing because he needed money to buy his kid's shoes. He needed money to buy a jacket for his other kid. His jacket got stolen. And the guy had no money. I had to find out why he was stealing. But stealing is a terrible thing. He was taking out a teacher's pocketbooks, a lot of money. But finding out why and asking him why changed the whole picture. So even if this girl is being mean and she's making problems, finding out why she's doing this may be a big answer. 
she said because she wants friends, but she wanted me to tell her because it's okay. Ah, see, but she says she wants friends because she feels like she doesn't have friends. Right, so, but she could have friends. It's not the point. The point but, is that... But, but you have to be her friend even so though... I was looking for her, so she's like, you know... So she goes into the class, and this other girl who was trying to come in, she tells her, yeah, she's only talking to you because her friend, because my friend didn't come, come today. So she's like, she, one of my close friends. So she's like, yeah, she's only talking to you because of that. I said, no, it's not true. I'm talking to you because I want to, not because anyone told me to, not because my friend's not there, not because any of those reasons. You know what? I feel bad for the situation. I think that you persist in trying to be nice to her. I hope she'll eventually get the idea that you really want to be your friend, you sound like you're very sincere. And if if it gets to a point of conflict, you can ask someone for help, but you sound like you really mean well. If you mean well and you persist, don't get discouraged. You do what you have to do and do the right thing, okay? Thank you. And my sister wants to ask you a question. Okay. Yes. Okay, hello? Hi, how are you? How old are you? 15. Hi. Okay, so... Um, there's this girl in my class, like, every time I talk to my friend, she always, like, busts in, and, like, I don't want to try to tell her, like, oh, don't, like, can you not, not, like, I don't know what to tell her, like, in a nice way, so she doesn't get, like, sensitive, like, in, like... Well, there's really not any nice way to tell someone butt out. <laughs> um, you know what? It's, it's, if you want to have a private conversation when you're in a group, it's going to yeah, offend like, somebody. Like a teacher just walked out, so like I have a comment to say to my friend, or I want to tell her something. So then I'm talking about something, and then like she was, has nothing to do with the conversation. She just like put in her two cents, and then like just popped out of nowhere. But like no one was because she because she wants to be part of what's going on. And I know, but I don't like her, so like I know, I'm, but see, but she knows that you don't like her, and so if you don't like her, and she knows that you don't like her, so so imagine how she feels. I try to be nice to her, but like, I don't know. How do you be nice to someone if you don't like them? It's hard. See, I'm going to be honest. I never, and I'm like pretty old, I never didn't, the only time I really didn't like somebody was when they did something really mean. Or when they were like really, and even then, I feel so. Repeating the same thing over and like over. So it's like, hello, I wasn't talking to you. Like, can I ask you a question? Are you do you like hit every nail on the head? Are you like are you like really good at everything? Is there something that you're not good at? Um. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, do you mind sharing what 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 is it? Not really. Okay. So let's say you're not good at basketball. Let's say a person is like really short, and there's a basketball game going on, and they're like really short, and they can't even shoot the basket like up to the rim. So, but the gym teacher says, we're playing basketball today, everybody, and that's it. And he says to little shorty over there, and you're in the whole game. Kisses, but I'm like, really not good. And like, if I get the ball, everybody's going to be yelling at me because like, I'm not going to make baskets. So you have to do it anyways. You got to do it. So I, but, but, but I'm not good at it. I, I, don't, I really want to play basketball. I'd much rather play ping pong. I'll make up a story of like, oh, my stomach's hurting, or like, I'd rather not. I'm, I don't know. I'm horrible at it. But, but. But she feels very rejected. And so that's why she's trying to be a part of what's going on. Let me tell you something. No one ever, 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 ever suffered from being kind to somebody and letting somebody in. And you know what? Amon and Moav is the rule by Amon and Moav. You know what the rule by Moav? Never. 
You would think that they killed us like Mitzrayim. You'd think that they killed us like Amalek. Amalek is allowed to marry. Mitzrayim is allowed to marry. Amon and Moab not. You know why? They didn't let us pass through. They rejected us. Shemzi, you don't reject. Rejection's a really powerful, negative tool. And I generally don't talk such strong Musar, but this is something that needs to be heard across the board from top to bottom, adults down to children. Rejection is a very powerful, negative tool that destroys lives. Lives. In adults, it ruins businesses, it ruins marriages, it ruins families, it ruins the world. Hashem never rejects us. Ever. Ahava Melech, who put up Avodah Zarah in the Beit HaMikdash, if, if he would have done Teshuvah, Hashem wouldn't have rejected him. We know that because Menashe Melech did Teshuvah and Hashem accepted him. Okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is a huge point. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yeah, hi. Hi. You're on the air. What's up? What's on your mind? What? What's on your mind? Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. It's okay. What? Don't be nervous. It's okay. You want, you want to tell me something? You want to ask me something? No. Okay, you just want to say hello? Yeah. Okay, hi. How's it going? Okay. Hi. Thank you for calling. Okay. We're going to end tonight. And this was a great show. Thank you so much, kids, for calling. I really, I'm so thrilled. I feel so happy. Kids are back on the air. We're back in business. This is what we want. I want to hear what you have to say. And to the last person that called, I was very rough on you. But I wasn't rough on you. I was teaching you a lesson. You know what? You're a Mavakeshet Emet. You called and you asked advice because in your heart, you know that you want a solution to the problem. So you're evidently a very good girl. You're evidently a very well-meaning girl. And you're in a situation. And I could tell you, I, I want to correct what I said. I didn't say that I didn't, I, I meant to say that I didn't let myself not like somebody. That doesn't mean there wasn't a person that I didn't like. Of course, I'm a human being. But if I ever didn't like somebody, I worked on myself to at least tolerate the person that they should never know that I don't like them. Because if I do or I don't like them, but for them to know that I don't like them, that means I lost my battle. And my battle is with myself. So if you're asked a great question and you're in, and the other thing I have to tell you is dive into Hashem. Dive into Hashem to have the ability to do this. It's not such a simple thing. Someone drives you nuts, it's not so simple. But you don't want to make them feel bad because you don't sound like the type of person that wants to do that. You sound like a really nice person. We are wrapping it up on Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, Dr. Simcha Cohen. And you know what? The only problem was when kids call, Nisim doesn't talk so much. But it's a problem. We're going to have to get Nisim to talk more. It's better. <laughs> I don't know. Nisim, you can talk no, like a little kid. No, it's Never. better. It's better that uh, let them talk. Let I love express kids. The, express their feeling because uh, we have to learn sometimes. Yes, I, I learn from every kid. 
Great kids. Thank you for calling tonight. And we'll have a good week. And Parashat uh, Lechacha. So these are the solid parashiot. Okay. Till next week. Simcha Cohen signing off.